Hey, yeah, man. what's up? How you doing, man? How you doing, buddy? I feel like shit, but I'm all right. I'll survive. <laughs> what's going on? I just got a cold, you know. Oh, me too. Tra- yeah, tra- just, traveling, just... that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, you've been all over, man. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Yeah, we, we, uh, yeah, man, I got, I was, I was telling Darren earlier this week, I got, no, three kids sick. I mean, two kids sick and my wife, and I'm just, oh, I'm yeah. Just, human, oh, it's terrible. Kids are, kids are petri dishes, man. <laughs> they are, so we're going to be coughing a lot today. Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just sniffly. I'm good. Everything's cool. Good. Yeah. Dude, you've been busy. You've been all over the place. I know. I know it. It's, uh, you know, it's that life, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's the dream, brother. Uh, how you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Busy. Uh, finishing up a a unit for for uh, one of our artists here, local guy from um, Durham. Oh, cool. Butler Knowles. He, he's up in New York, and he's up in uh, D.C. a lot. So I'm, I'm sure you guys will cross paths at some point in time. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, good. So how was, how was Japan? It was fun. Best crowds, actually, best crowds yet that I've ever played for. So, yeah, it was good. What makes them different? Just a lot of people, and they were going crazy, like super energetic, and, and it was good. It was really good. It's good to see, you know. That's, I, uh, I, I try to look at some of the, the stuff that you posted. I mean, obviously, we follow you religiously. Right. So, uh, but, uh, man, it's like the um, the setup is like super – super simple it's like the, the the stages are like super clean and neat and organized so it's not like you know the bunch of lights and weird stuff that you see here no, so it's right. super super clean that's so the crowd is probably is they have a lot of energy but they're also are they more attentive or they're just a lot, a lot more rowdy i guess than what you see here uh no usually they're more quiet than they were is what i'm saying like you know they're, okay. like japanese audiences tend to be polite and you know they're into it but they're very quiet but this, they, they were totally rowdy. It was pretty wild. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. I saw that you were, you were, you, I saw you on the news too. Like, so what happened? You were on that plane, like the Delta plane that like dumped the fuel in Los Angeles? Yeah. Well, you know, the engine, <laughs> the engine failed as soon as we took off. So like we spun around, we spun around over land and then, you know, I guess, you know, that much jet fuel, I think, is really heavy. So I don't think you can, I don't think it's a great idea to land with it because you blow out the tires and the, and the, right. And the right. you know, the wheel stuff. So, you know, he dumped the fuel over, you know, it just happened to be over a school. It was awful. <laughs> I felt terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. You know. Hey, man, I, I, I got into asking you questions right yeah, away, it's fine. but it's fine. I, I also wanted to, to thank you, man. You've been a huge supporter from pretty much the beginning. Uh, it was kind of funny the way we connected because I was I was not expecting at all you to return my my message. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was having a date with my wife and I see your message and I'm like, holy crap! I can't believe this <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. So well, thank it, you so it, much. It was need based, and then you know you huge for me. So like you know what, what am I supposed to say? You know, I, so if you're I, gonna make me great stuff, if you're making great stuff. I mean, people deserve to know. So thank you, man. Yeah, of course. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Of course. I really do. So uh, talk to me about this trio, man. You got, it sounds phenomenal. Well, it's, it's, this is what, you know, we were doing this in the 55 bar from like 98 to, I joined Wayne about 97 and uh, Keith joined about 98. So we, we've been doing this uh, 98 to we did it like every Thursday and then we toured a lot and rehearsed a lot from like mm-hmm. 98 to 2004. So we played together a lot. 
So it sounds loud, huh? It sounds loud. It's really it's loud. Yeah, it's louder than it used to be. You know, because we're, you know, Wayne's using a bigger amp. Uh, yeah, I mean, last night I, I I've been super loud just because I, I you know I've, I've been used to getting mowed down by those two like like Wayne and Keith are uh, mm-hmm. they they have powerful sounds so like you know the bass always tends to you know I don't know I just I just I plus I I just feel like being louder you know these days right. it's easier to play right. when you're louder you know so. Good. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it sounds, um, it, it does kind of remind me a little bit of, um, um, kind of like that 55 vibe. You're right. Like, that's a place I really would like to see some live music in New York City. Oh, you, yeah. You play there quite a bit. The tons, right? the tons, yeah. I mean, I, you know, that's, that was my kind of growing up place in New York when I was there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and it has a certain sound. Like, no matter what band's in there, it always sounds like the 55 bar. It's just that corner just has a, a really weird sound and, and pitch to it. So it's cool. So, you know, every time I hear something done live there, it's, you know, you can always tell, you know, that it's been, that was a thing. So. Yeah, that's, that's one of those iconic places. That yeah, I, yeah. Man, yep. I wish to go one day. Yeah, you will. So what? Uh, what were you, uh, what were you working on? Like, you're going, you're traveling this weekend. You're going, to Europe, I guess. London. Yeah, that starts Monday. We're flying to Europe Monday. We uh, basically this weekend we have with Wayne, Kranz, and Keith. We have uh, Kranz Carlick. We have uh, a gig in at the Velvet House in Atlanta on Saturday. Then we play the Ground mm-hmm. Up the Ground Up Festival, which is the Snarky Puppy Music Festival in Miami on Sunday. Then we fly to London on Monday night, and then we play Ronnie Scott's Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Basically, I don't get home. Well, I, you know, I, I stay out on this tour, and I come home for a day, and then I go right back out to London uh, on March 3rd. I'm playing with uh, this other band called Jay-Z Replacement, which is um, this really mm-hmm. excellent drummer from, from London named Jamie Murray and uh, Zenia Strigoff, mm-hmm. who's an old friend of mine from from the England days. He's a Russian guy, but he, he's lived in London a long time, so it's a good project. It's fun. Really. How long are you going to be down there? Well, I'll be done. I'll be kind of done touring. Uh March thirteenth, I think, like with the, the main stuff, and then the rest of it until the Black Rose start. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty done till then. So that that's such that, man. I can't wait to see you uh, see you guys live. My my cousin lives in in Denver, and I'm 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 gonna try to make it to the Red Rock. Oh, cool, show. cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's what it, it will be a really cool venue to go see you guys. Man, your cabinet is getting sent down. To, is it? Yeah, it's getting sent down. I'm, Yep, I'm gonna, you know, the, the, the I crew. Can't wait. Yeah, the crew's going to thank me. I mean, you know, because the they don't have to lift a two-ton eight by ten refrigerator Ampeg. You know what I mean? So yeah, right. Yeah. That's good. Well, I, I appreciate the space. I know, of course, I know it, it means a ton to us, man. It really does. Yep. And it's it's loud. That sucker is loud. Yeah, it's and it's also sounds good. It sounds really good. It passes all the the test of like the subs and and all that stuff. So. Good, good yeah. to hear. I'm sure you're going to put it to a good test. I, I won't, I won't have to with them. I'm just playing straight up rock and roll. It's just going to be fuzz and pick and round my strings and just go, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's that tours. That's 46 gigs. The first, the first, the summer tour is 46 hits, and then we have a Europe okay. tour in the fall. So yeah, I, I saw that. I, saw, I think you posted that, or or they did. I don't, I don't remember who did. Um, it starts October, I guess. Yeah. And you end up, you end up in Madrid, which if I wow. if I can, you know my fa- my family's up. I in, know you told I me. I have that, family yeah. in Spain. Yeah. I, 
I'm gonna. That would be awesome to go see you guys over there too. Yeah. So that's 46 gigs, man. That's that's is that typical pretty or pretty intense gig? I mean, that's tour. In, that's intense. I mean, but you know, people do worse. I mean, people go out for six months at a time. I mean, this, so basically, we have like a 10 day break in the middle of it. So it's you know, it's about June 15th to September 19th. You know. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's a long it's a long hit, but it'll be cool. I mean, it seems like they're gonna take good care of us, so. It'll be easier on the easier side instead of the harder side, you know. Does that give you enough time to do stuff with like with the with the hat or like whose hat or or you not you gonna go straight into? I don't know. I the, mean, you know, I everybody like you know the Tedeschi Trucks is on a long break uh, this year too, mm -hmm. so everybody has gone out and booked themselves to do other stuff. So like you know that's that's gonna be trickier to get uh, myself included. We were gonna try to tour in May, but I think that's all falling by the wayside. As far as I know, so might have to wait till the end of the year. Hmm. Yeah, that was a that was an awesome show, man. That thing <laughs> yeah. was, yeah. I'm glad that you connected me with that photographer. She's got she's got some some. I, I can't pronounce her last name to save my life. Sue Sidzina. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's the best. She's got it is very colorful stuff, man. She's she's a good artist. Yeah. So thank you for connecting me with her. Um, so um, I was going to ask you about. Uh, producing, you got you're you're like full on getting into producing new artists in in LA, right? Here, whenever I can, yeah, wherever I can. How's that process for you? Is that something that people just reach out to you, or just people that you that you happen to just play with along your sometimes your it's tours? Not, yeah, it's a combination of both. Like I've had some bands reach out out of nowhere, and um, and then I've had. Uh, you know, I've, I've suggested it and they've gone with it. You know what I mean? Like, so it's always kind of a trial and error you know, like I, I don't have any number one record, so they're taking just as big a chance on me as I'm taking on them. You know what I mean? Right. So I just, yeah, the goal is to just make good music. You know what I mean? That's what I'm doing right now. Actually. I'm in, I'm in Atlanta, um, working on a record with, uh, this guy, Michael Walney, who's an incredible pianist from Germany. I've done a bunch mm -hmm. of projects with him over the years. Like before, before I joined Tedeschi trucks, I was, with him in Germany a bunch. I was touring with him mainly. Very, very tricky music, but he's a genius piano player. So no, so we did, uh, we did four nights of improv at um, this place called the A-Train in Berlin and uh, they recorded it. So now we're kind of sifting through it with this, with my main man, Jason Kingland, Kingsland, who's, mm -hmm. who's an incredible producer and engineer from Atlanta. And Michael flew in from, uh, from, from Germany to come work on the tracks. So it's fun. It's great. That's how how do you connect with the the, the European tours? Um, I know it's been a while, but like, how do you connect with? It's just kind of well. Group? I mean, I knew Mike, Mikael because uh, they had this thing called um, uh, what was the tour called? It was, it was something in Germany where promoters like the the hottest new bands in jazz, as far as they were concerned. And I had a band mm -hmm. called Rudder back in the day. It was like me and Henry Hay and Chris Cheek and Keith Carlock, and uh, and and Michel had this band called the M Trio. So it was like a kind of a young, like a younger kind of tour that they put together so um so it was, it was my band and his band and we, we toured together and then you know we kind of had a musical kinship like i loved his playing like it's really hard to find a piano player who could actually play free really free and he he's great at it so we kind of connected on that level and then so since then we've stayed in touch and and um at the time the of the entree um the bass player who's a who's a great bass player um she got she got pregnant so she had to take a break so i, I went i jumped in for a second yeah but we ended up, ended up wow. like being. We wanted. We made a record that ended up being. Uh, it's called Weltentrom. Um, it wound up being record of the year in Germany and like one record of the year in 
for Jazzwise in, in the UK. It's, you know, it's pretty pretty well regarded record, so it's cool. That's good that you guys. I mean, you stay in touch with. That's a huge community you play with. Yeah, it's for. cool. It's fun. I mean, I've always you know the improv and, and the kind of progressive jazz stuff is is pretty comfortable to me. So you know, I try to stay on it, even though gotcha. all these, even those young kids like all smoke me now. It's pretty funny. <laughs> what, what do you mean they're they just, smoke they're you? Just, like? They're just shredders. Like we, we played in uh, Chicago. This bass player named Tim Tim Steese was, was like, I'm yeah, unbelievable shredder. Like he just. The trio that opened up for us was nuts, like chop, at a chops level. You know, I was just like, oh boy, old man, Uncle Tim, like, he's struggling to play eighth notes. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Tim, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, that should be your handle yeah. going forward. Uncle, Uncle Tim. Tim, yeah. <laughs> Grand, that's good, Grandpa. man. I was going to, I saw you, I, uh, I saw you live. And one thing that I noticed, I talked to Darren earlier this week about that because he's got a pretty, when he plays, he makes that really funky face. Like, you make no face, man. Like, when you play, you're like, it's like you're focused, but there's no nasty face on. I mean, I think there is sometimes, you know. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't intentionally put but I make funny faces. When I'm playing something hard or trickier, I'm thinking about something, I, you know, I don't know what I'm, I'm looking. I look weird. I've seen pictures of my. That's great. Yeah. That's great, man. Was, uh, yeah, the, the uh, one of the things that I, that I, I mean, you got, you, you, you put a lot of, lines and you put a lot of um melodic lines um how how do you how do you think about those is, is that you know for for people like me that i would i'm new at this i, I mean i'm not at all good playing the bass i, I can't i play in a church that's about it um but it's like how do you how do you conceptualize uh what you play is it is it just feel is it memory is it just, uh, I, I don't know, vibe? What is it? How do it's you kind of, it's a combination of everything. It's sort of, you know, um, you know, just stuff I've heard. Like, you know, maybe some of it comes from like a John Schofield, like or melody or something. Or, so, or sometimes it's like, a, you know, a Jameson thing. Or sometimes it's like, you know, Jocko. Or, or you know, it's just, a, it's just all in the, in, the, in the bank, you know, like a, right. a, the memory bank. So, like, it just kind of all comes out. And because and I get to improvise so much, it's, it just kind of is uh, – I know. Luckily, I get to kind of pull it out whenever I want. You know what I mean? So it's. I got you. Yeah, and then you know, also I try to keep things rhythmic too, and that's kind of with Wayne's trio. It's really fun to have that stuff in your back pocket too. You know. I got you. Yeah. Are you are you gonna are you gonna do upright? I know you. I mean, you're 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 solid upright players. Player. I'm okay. But, uh, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, yeah. I, I was good. I was, when I was playing with, with Michael Walney, I was good. Now I'm like behind the eight ball. It's just there's too much going on for me to keep up with it. You know. So now it's just kind of, I just, uh, I do it when I can do it and try to sound as good as I can when I can. But yeah, it's, cause that's a whole other, that's like an infinite, um, an infinite amount of time to just learn that instrument fundamentally is just crazy. So it's, I don't have time for it, you know? Yeah. That, I would imagine that it requires, well, it's just like everything. I yeah. mean, if you don't, if you don't play it right often enough, yep. it kind of fades to the background. Yep. We should call this. So, uh, we should call this Instagram Live with two dudes with the cold. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, mean, I tell you, it's, yeah. and I have the stupid headache in the back of my eye yeah. here. Man, I thought. I mean, like, honestly, is... I, I got this cold. I, the original the origin of this cold were while I was in Asia. So I, I thought for a second, I you know, I got a cold like the, uh, January twenty first or twenty second. I was like, ah, shit, I got coronavirus. Now you know, because we were we were in China. 
but like I don't have any of the symptoms. Like you know, I mean, right. who knows? I may have it, but but it's you the, don't you don't. Yeah. yeah, I think you would know by now. Yeah, ha, Jonah, Jonah Henderson sniffle sessions. One hundred percent. The Corona, the coronavirus vibe. You know, I don't know. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah right. I mean, my my sister's a doctor, and she told me, you know, it, you know it'd be hard to breathe. Like it's much more serious. Right. It's it's pretty bad when you get it. Also, you know, I've noticed that ninety percent of the people who did get it were actually in Wuhan, that city. Like we're physically right. in the city, and and I wasn't. You know, right. we, me and Wayne and Keith weren't. So, but it was it was a concern. You know, and for another yeah. guy who's who was um, kind of helping us. I guess tour manages a stretch, but he's a friend. He's a guitar player from China named Percy. He's mm -hmm. friends with a whole bunch of guitar players we all know. And, uh, yeah, so he was there helping us, and he didn't get it either. So, you know, that's a good sign also. And he's he's actually Chinese. He's a Chinese guy, so. Yeah. Hey, it's It sucks, man. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, heavily, heavily populated area. It's, it's the right recipe for... Oh yeah, for spreading quickly. So uh, I hate I hate that they're going through that. Yeah, so. that's terrible. You know. Yeah. Well, on that side. Note, yeah. Huh. <laughs> no, so, you know, it's um, part of the life of musicians. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, the you know the engine failure and then the coronavirus was like that was the story of my my Asia tour. Great. <laughs> right. But, yeah, but, but meanwhile, you know, meanwhile like... the shows are some of the best shows I've ever played. You know, so who the fuck knows? You know, just like one of those things. Yeah. So. Yeah, I saw I saw you on the news, and I'm like, what? Yeah, what what is he doing? What happened to the? I saw your post. I'm like, oh wow, that's a that's a jacked up story. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just glad it didn't happen over over the Pacific, you know. So right, that was right there. You can just turn around and come back. Yep. 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 Spray some sprinkle over L.A. and then come back. That's right. Um, uh, I was gonna ask you about ego mondo, man. Oh, cool. That is that I I love that. Like uh, nice. that's. Uh, did you did you play any of that when you were in uh, in the uh, Hamilton in DC or or this past no this past, uh... no uh, that's a like totally different it's me on bass which that's that's the only common thread because uh, in okay. Eagle Mondo it's Gary Novak on drums and basically okay. that that just started off like we just kind of stoned and just like recorded some weird jams and and um, and I know Kokai pretty well. From you know, we've just done we've done a bunch of improvisational stuff. So like you know, I I feel like I can send him anything weird, and he'll find a great hook over it. And that's basically what he did. So right, yeah, right. pretty amazing. Yeah. Are you guys touring anytime soon with Eagle Mondo? I don't know. I mean, we we all get different stuff going on. It's hard, you know. Also, it's yeah, it's we're on rope it open. It's hard to rope. We it's hard to like sustain momentum, you know, with so many projects going on. So like it's you know, I'm sure it'll have its day. It's just right now it won't. You know what I mean? But right. I'm glad we got it out because it, it was just sitting in the can for like three years, four years. So it's it's a it's a sick yeah, it's uh, really good. sick production, man. Yeah, really, really good. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. What is the um? Well, I guess you know since you're not touring them, are you are you going to continue to collaborate? At, at, you know, with distance in between. I know you guys. Uh, know each other for a long time. You've been playing together for a while, but are you going to continue making product? Maybe not touring, but you're going to still working together. With Gary Novak, and mm -hmm. Kokai. Yeah, Kokai. Kokai. I feel like you know he's like a musical brethren, and whatever I can get him involved with, I will. You know, he's amazing. Um, yeah, Gary. We're always with Gary. I'm always doing stuff. Um, I mean, the only the thing that's coming up next now that I've, that was a collaboration that uh, is a new thing is uh, I did a synth record with Jason Linder. From the Black Star, from Bowie Black Star, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. we've had a band together with with Bart Giuliano, um, called Beat Music, like from way back in the day. But me and Jason, 
have done a lot of playing together like the last couple of years with Donnie McCaslin and other stuff. And, and I just think he's a genius. So we, we decided to get together and do an electronic, like a synth record, which is mostly just synth and, and all in uh, analog synths and, and pedals and stuff like that. So, um, and that's, yeah, that's that, a... yeah, so I'm excited about that. It's good because I think it's a legit electronic record. Um, a lot of weird bass sounds. That, it's good. That's your, that's your, that's your stuff right there. That's oh, all. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. good. Yeah, I just you know well, I'm interested in it, so like I'll I'll, I'll right. gladly put money into it, and I'll gladly you know, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it's good. Stuff. How how did you get into into the whole um, electronic sync uh, pedal sound? Is that well? That's how did that that's from like nineteen the nineteen nineties. Basically, a scene, you know people told me about drum and bass music back in the nineties when it was kind of coming out of it was, it was underground music in in London and stuff and. Um, But uh, Zach Danziger turned me on to it and Jojo Mayer. So, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, like an opportunity to play this, we played, played the Izzy Bar. You know, it's like we could do a night every Tuesday night. I don't forget what night it was, but like we could do a night every Tuesday night. And, and so basically we'd switch off with DJs. DJs would play, would spin 12, you know, 12 inch records to play drum and bass sides. And then we'd come and play a set of drum and bass stuff, you know. Nice. Yeah. So, so it was a matter of we were trying to imitate the records. It was kind of, you know, Jojo called it reverse engineering, but like we were just, you know, so I was like trying to cop those, those sounds. Right. Yeah. It was interesting. It was fun. Really fun to do. You know, so like that's, that was kind of like, you know, another part of improvising because we were improvising sets. Right. Yeah. It was cool though. It was fun. That's, that's very, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting because you're right. It, it is almost like reverse engineer. You gotta find the right effect and, and tune in the right you know, in the right direction to get this, the sound that you're trying to get. And yeah. there's so much in that kind of music. Oh, man. no, it's totally, like, right. And, you know, how the heck you pick? Yeah, well, you know, there's that. The other thing is just like, you know, that's the whole pedal concept came from doing that. But but it's because I listen to that music. It's not because I'm playing, you know, I'm not playing bass licks through pedals. I'm playing stuff that's appropriate for that genre. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And also, you know, yeah, that, was a good, that was a good period in New York, too, because that's, that's when Wayne, Wayne's, the, this present trio with Keith and... Uh, mm -hmm. And Wayne, we were that was coming together too. So like it was pretty exciting. It all got a lot of momentum. Like the live drum and bass scene, Krantz, you know, like Dave Binney. But this is like, all this stuff was starting to happen. The '55 bar too. That also the Tap Bar at the Knitting Factory. And it was exciting. It was right. really really right. good period for music in New York. Man, that's awesome yeah. that you're a part of that. Yeah, that's, cool. that's the dream right there. Yeah. It was super. That cool. is the dream. I wish I had your. What I is... wish I had your cabinet then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was, uh, I don't know where I was. This is late 90s or mid 90s? Late 90s, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was just studying school. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, Everything. Yeah, I was a professional musician and you were just starting school. So it shows you how I was starting, I was starting college, which is, you're, you can't be that much older than I am. So, uh, yeah, I was, that was just starting music. Uh, I wish music, but school at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, <sighs> Man, that's, that's awesome that you had the chance to do that. That you that you got into into that kind of music early on because you were you were pretty young when you got into that. You yeah, that was I think that you, was like you know when I moved to New York, I was what so it was ninety three. I was twenty five or twenty six. So you. you know, yeah, I spent the rest of my twenties like getting it together and you know trying to survive in New York. And then then good things. But around when I when, around when I turned thirty, good stuff started happening. So it was good. Hard though. How how hard was the whole how hard was the whole New York scene? Because it's a probably like the most competitive scene probably. Yeah, there. it was pretty cutthroat, you know. Um, 
but I was kind of like, I kind of like put the horse blinders on and just did my own thing. And luckily I got, I got in with Wayne Krantz. So like, you know, if, if I had, if I had to consider anybody a teacher, it would be him. And, uh, you know, he was just saying like, he, he actually like stopped listening to music for a couple of years, like totally any kind of like, so he just wouldn't be influenced by it. Um, uh, so I just kind of took that under, so I didn't really listen to any other bass players in New York. I mean, I, I would go out and hear like Andy Hess and a whole bunch of really bad motherfuckers. I mean, there was just a ton, there was a ton of them, Lincoln Goins, uh, you know, the original Wayne Cranstreet was Lincoln Goins and Zach Danziger. So I was pretty influenced by those guys. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, who else lived in New York at the time? Jeff Andrews, like, you know, it was, it was a good scene. It was pretty incredible. Scott Colley, uh, you know, many, 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 many bad dudes. So like, you know, um, I forgot what the original. So it sounds like it was competitive, but also encouraged. Yeah, I mean, to some degree. I, I mean, it was, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, Will Lee was nice to me. Like, you know, it was, it was definitely encouraging. I, I believe, you know, I, it was, but you also had to, like, you know, fight and scratch for everything you got. You know, that's, that's kind of, right. that's part of the vibe in New York, you know, so. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I also, I would think that, you know, like Berlin, London, and New York are probably like from the jazz, like jazz scene. That's probably like in Chicago, probably too, like super competitive. Yeah, I mean, totally. You know, jazz is competitive. It's like it's always been competitive. You know, so right. So. That's that's what scares a lot of people, including myself. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I I'm not getting in there. Yeah. Well, I don't get... <laughs> and it's also a completely different animal too, man. Yeah. It's like my goodness. Um. That's uh, that's if one of my regrets is not learning how to play jazz, like how to play, how how to even understand jazz. That's one of my regrets as far as playing music. Right, right. Well, you know, it's you have to love it. It's kind of one of those things. It's not. It's not. It's not and, a requirement. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. And it's got. And, and jazz can be like super aggressive and could be super, um, you know, weird and distorted. And it can also be like incredibly melodic as well. So yeah. there's so many variations right, of that. Right. Yeah. And you're kind of like on both of them. You're, you're, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, there's a, there's a couple of bands that are perfect, you know, perfectly what you're just saying. It was like, you know, this is band common is coming from UK where it's just, a, it's drums, keyboards and, and saxophone. This guy, Shabaka Hutchings and, uh, match, uh, Max, I forget. He calls himself beta Max and the keyboard player's named Danalog. And man, those guys are slaying it. It's like, it's basically, nice. it's basically like, you know, nine inch nails jazz. It's unbelievable. No, really. It's, it's so sick. It's so good. And like, you know, so that's been, it's cool. Cause I, you know, I kind of tuned out jazz for a while cause I didn't think it was that creative. You know, I know those guys were playing their asses off, you know, like Ambrose mm -hmm. Akam, Missouri and you know, his whole band, like Justin Brown and, and um, Harish Raghavan and whoever he's got playing, playing piano, incredible guys. But so that band I love, right. but, um, uh, but man, it's, it's, um, you know, but, but until like uh, last couple of years, I wasn't hearing anything that like just the jazz thing is just kind of like, all right, well, I, I was listening to indie rock and I like right. more electronic and more electronic music. And, and so it's just kind of like, so I came around full circling. I'm not immersed in jazz again, but I just started, here's the other thing. Like I just started streaming again, like with on Apple music. So like I'm pulling back mm -hmm. all these old miles records I have, but I had on vinyl. It's just like, it's amazing. Right. You hear them again. It's like, wow. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, and it's such a wide library. You know, it's, it, it's a genre that is probably the most universal. Yeah. When it comes. Yeah. Yep. Good. So, uh, so if, um, I, I don't want to ask like some kind of like 
cliche question, but I know that we have a couple of young young um, musicians that are trying to make it. Like I was telling you, yeah, Butler yeah. Knowles. Yeah. Like what? What do you? What do you? What is like your number one thing to recommend to them to doing Man. to have you know similar success to what you have? I mean, you just gotta hang in there. It's it's hard to what you have. I mean, you just gotta hang in there. It's it's hard. It's harder than it's ever been right now. You know what I mean? So like, I think it's a matter of just hanging in there and and. Um, you know what? I typed in a comment. Now I can't get rid of the screen. How do you do that? Uh, oh, I got, it, I got. It. Okay. You probably just got out of conversation. Uh, oh, okay. Cool. Am I okay now? Am I back? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, you're good. good. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean, I see you. I don't know if everybody else sees you. Yeah, when you type you. in, like things disappear. But um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Uh, uh like your number, like what would you say, like at twenty? Oh yeah, about about, yeah, about career that's, stuff. Yeah, that's that's a hard one. Right. I mean, you know, things are difficult now. I mean, I. You know, if you're in a band with some some friends of yours that you went to college with or something, and, and you think it's good, then try to stick it out. Because so you never know. Some of these mm -hmm. bands get signed, or somebody in the band, you know, like like um, Justin Tranter had that band. I forget what they were called, but you know, all the, all these guys like they're they're all working with major acts now because they were they were in the band with Justin Tranter. I forgot what they called. Ah, what the hell were they called? But like Cole Whittle, the bass player, was friends with uh, Mark Giuliano and Dan Crean's plays with. Um, uh, Gwen Stefani now. Justin Tranter's writing all these hits for like BB Rexa and all these. You know, it's like right. all those guys went to college together and they were roommates and they slept on each other's couches and then you know, so one of them made it and now they're all benefiting from it. Dan Crean, you know, so it's kind of cool. It's 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 a pretty uh, uh, tightly knit community, I guess. Um, if you go to you know, you grow up together, that's good. Yeah. So hang in there. Yeah. Pretty much hang that's in there. That's kind of yeah. Cute. I mean, just try to you know. I don't recommend moving to New York right now because it's so expensive. I mean, you know, if you're a young guy, like a lot of times yes. you're not going to make any money. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Like, yeah. I don't know how you can, how you can like, you know, play, uh, you know, some decent geeks and still live in New York city. It's incredible. Well, yeah. Expensive. I mean, I did a lot of weddings there, you know, had to, it helps you pay your rent. You know what I mean? All right. So I, I think I, I read, I heard a story, um, about you when you first moved to New York City, uh, I think you did. Uh, you were talking to uh, Scott Devine, and I think you were in London talking to him yeah. about about like your first experience in 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 New York City. It sounded like it's like you know whatever whatever came your way at the beginning. It was yeah, like that's you, what you do. You I mean, basically, yeah, you just you suck it all in, and you know, you know, people are going to abuse you and abuse you, and but you just kind of kind of you can learn from it all. That's that's what I figured. Trying to turn everything into a possible yeah, 100, experience. 100%. I hear you. Yeah, that's the thing. Was that before or after the the cruise gig? Right after. Yeah, right I went after. right from the cruise gig to New York. I think uh, who was I talking to about that? It's like you learn a ton in a cruise ship, like particularly with like the folks that have been doing that forever. Well, if you set your mind to it, sure. I mean, you know, I I ended up getting my upright bass down there, so like I I got to work on. I was transcribing whole records like Tony Williams records and my, you know, like just writing out these records so we could play them in the ensemble on the ship, you know, but I mean, the music was hard and so it took a second, but, but it was cool because we, um, um, we did a lot of playing and we did, you know, we tried to take it seriously. So it was, it was pretty fun. You know, I drank a lot. Yes. You know, <laughs> I was, I was talking, Based to, in several yeah, ports. I always talk yeah. about going back to Key West and collecting the brain cells I left there in the early nineties. There's, there's a lot. <laughs> I can't, I, I'll trust. I believe that I was a Ooh. bartender in Spain 
uh, in a town called Santander, which is where oh, yeah. the, the main. Yep. So I'm telling you, man, like when, every time that the, the ship arrives, like you're nuts. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. Crazy people everywhere. Yeah, that's so, what it is. Yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, what? okay, good. We, we're making money. Yeah. That's yep. good. Hey, man, I know you're busy. I know you probably have to go. Um, we spent some 30 minutes and that's, that I didn't want to take much no, more fine, of your dude. time. It's fine. You're good. Okay. Well, I don't mind keep talking, but um, I got like five more minutes. We're good. You got five. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. So, so what's 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 the uh, what's your go? What are you doing right now that you're like that we don't know about that you can maybe shine some light? Uh, is there any special project that you're working on? A special person that you're working on that 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 you wanna? I don't know. Just maybe let us know. Well, I know I got that synth record with Jason Linder. I think it, and the project's going to be called Sedato which means sedated mm -hmm. in Italian or, or Spanish even. I'm not even sure. It's, it's Italian, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah it's pretty much the same thing. Sedato. Yeah. Um, and the reason why <laughs> it's just funny because the reason why we called the band this uh, is because we were at an airport this summer and, like, somebody had tranquilized their dog. <laughs> so they, we were standing in line waiting to check in and they tranquilized their dog right behind us and, like, they had the cage <laughs> and the dog was just flying. looked dead. So we were like, Mommy, paddle. Like an old lady from, from Spain, like, stop, we said that though. And we were like, exactly like you, we were crying, laughing, fucking <laughs> crying, laughing. So I was just like, yeah, the band. I, so I told Jason, he was like, oh, we're going to call the band. I was like, we're calling it Sedato. Sedato. Oh, That's hilarious. Too funny, I know. But you know, like for 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 druggy druggy club kids, it'd be, oh, Sedato, it's so cool, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So there's that. Uh, I'm producing my wife's record coming up soon. She's going to do a, a jazz trio record with some really blazing guys from L.A. named uh, just bass players, terrifying upright player named Ethan Moffat and um, mm -hmm. Kristen Newman, drummer, plays with uh, Jacob Collier. Great. She she's phenomenal. Yeah, she's great. I, and she's oh she's got her God. fingers in so many pies right now. She's she's doing good. She's um, uh, you know, she's going to go back out with Rufus Wainwright for the summer. As the main mm -hmm. backup vocalist and keyboardist, and uh, and uh, she's working on a trio record. We're working on her pop record, another pop record for her. Uh, you know, we're always stuff and producing stuff. I, I try to get her on as much stuff as we can do together. I I would imagine like yeah. I, I don't know how you like how you spend your time together at home other than playing music. Like, no, we don't do anything. When, yeah. I'm, when I'm home, I'm, I'm too burnt out to do a lot. Although she, you know, she's she's at home. She's like, yeah, let's go. So, you know, as soon as I get home, and I'm just like, oh, can we just Relax, because <laughs> I I usually I've traveled that's hard, all. yeah. But you know, like that's that's the way it is right now, and it's cool. So I I, I try that's, to I try to have energy for her and her music stuff. So I, absolutely, I saw her. I saw um her. It's uh, I think there was a post with uh uh, uh my as well. Yeah, she did. I think you and I talked. Yeah, about yeah, she did. Man. She did a Nam show with my and Gary Novak. That was awesome. Yeah, it was good. She shredded that. That, that was, was cool. really awesome. Oh, you were there. That's right. She, I forgot. Yeah. Ah, cool. That's awesome. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I'm trying to see if we can talk to Mai on this, like, uh, in a couple of weeks. So I think I think we're going to make it happen. That will be cool. Yeah, man. Um, she needs to try your cabinets. That, yeah. I mean, she does. I've been trying to ask her, what's your dream cabinet? And nothing. Yeah. Zero. Yeah, so, maybe, she's, but, maybe she's stuck with somebody. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure she is, and I think it's uh, EBS, and they're phenomenal. I mean, yeah. they're they're great. They're great products. So. I'm I'm respectful of that because I mean yeah, I, yeah. I admire that brand as well, so yep. I don't want to push too hard. Right. But uh, so good, man. Hey, again, I don't want to take much more of your time, and 
I appreciate of course, your, man. Anytime. Uh, your support, dude. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah, I really do. And, and have a great time in Atlanta. You have my support because you're making great stuff. And you're also a well, great dude. I mean, you know, besides all that, but you're making great stuff. I'm thrilled with what you made me. You know, the two by 12 is amazing. So thank, awesome. thank you. Thank, well, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I do. I love it. And you'll see, you know, hopefully you'll see it on stage. I mean, I mean, the only reason why it will, will not show up is because, you know, whatever production designer, I mean, I guess the right. production for the Black Crows is going to be serious. So it's not, it's not gonna, you know, it'll have two different cabinets or something like, oh, it just doesn't match. Or, you know, it's going to be some crap like that. But I, mean, if, I think if I put right. it on the bottom below the, the other one, the other right. said brand, I hear you. you know, I, I, think, right. I think it'll be because I love the sound of that cabinet. It's just insane. So. Well, we made it specifically for what you yeah. did, so I'm glad. I'm glad that you love it. I do. I'm, I'm, do. I'm so happy. You have a beast there, man. It's great. That's a beast. So I'm so happy. It. Awesome. And it weighs 45 pounds. It's incredible. Right. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm man. glad. I'm glad you do. I can't wait. I'll, I'll definitely be taking pictures if I'm in any yeah, of totally, the shows. But totally. Awesome. Hey, man. Thank you again. Javier. Appreciate it. Gracias, señor. You're, you, same to you. All right, man. Thank I'll you, brother. You. Okay.